The following podcast contains spoilers and words like and gosh Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hey there, welcome. This is We Watched a Thing. I'm Topher and my jolly animated friend over there is Billy. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. This was like watching a, it was like watching a portrait of us, wasn't it? <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Uh, who's who? Uh, I'm clearly Alberto because I'm the, the fun-loving, you know, free guy <laughs> who's like, let's do this. Let's do that. But then ultimately actually is just a sulk. Yes. <laughs> that, that absolutely <laughs> tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Would you have watched this if we weren't doing it for the show? Uh, Absolutely not. No, this would not have been on my radar. Like, I'd have seen that this existed when I went on to Disney Plus to watch, like, The Bad Batch or another thing for children that- that I like, yeah, but just not just not this thing for children. Uh, yeah, here's the thing about it. I, like, this is probably the first, and it's weird. I had no expectations of this movie. I I hadn't really heard about it until about a week before it dropped. This, I think, is actually the first movie I've been sad about for COVID because I feel like this isn't going to reach a lot of people. I don't think you certainly a lot of the people involved were um, pretty filthy. <laughs> That it skipped cinemas and just landed on Disney Plus. I look. I don't know what Disney Plus's subscription numbers are. Clearly, if you were going to the movies with your kids, yeah, any way to see this, and you have Disney Plus, obviously this film is getting watched. In fact, it'll probably get watched many times. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have Disney Plus, then you don't see Luca. Yeah, that's right. Well, there we, there we go. We hadn't said the name of the film yet. We are, of course, talking about Luca, which is a 2021 American computer animated coming of age fantasy film produced by Pixar and distributed by Walt Disney Studios. It's directed by Enrico Casarosa in his feature length directorial debut and written by Jesse Andrews and Mike Jones. And it stars Jacob Tremblay, Jack Dylan Grazer, Emma Burnham, Savario Raimondo, Maya Rudolph, Jim Gaffigan, and Sandy Martin, and what is it about, Toph? Have you seen The Little Mermaid? I've seen The Little Mermaid, yeah. <laughs> All right, close enough. Have you seen Call Me By Your Name? I have. It's like Little Mermaid meets Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> yeah. that's So, what you've just said is what I knew about the movie going in. Oh, I think I knew that Jacob Tremblay was, was one of the voices. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, we've summed up there what I knew going in. Um Quite frankly, disappointed that it's not way gayer. <laughs> I gotta say a little bit the same. I really, I knew nothing about the film going in. I didn't know what it was about or anything. Um, but yeah, not that far into it, I'm like, come on, guys, just gay it up a little, you know? Like, just, you're clearly leaning that way. Just give the audience what we want. Give each other a cheeky, you know, sea monster handy. <laughs> and <laughs> although it was interesting, you know, I I watched a panel- um, with Enrique Casarosa, the director of the film, it was very interesting actually because he was basically saying, "Well, well, yeah, that that's that's what the film is." You know, even if you look at the themes of it, uh, he is discovering his identity. Um, he's hiding his identity from everybody around him. He's learning to accept it and come out of the sea monster closet, and. Uh, 
Enrico Casarosa knows that that's what the film is and he just wanted to leave it a little bit kind of open-ended but essentially Mm. and i think he wanted to leave it open so that it's more open you know like race or about their gender or about any number of things that you might come to terms with and i I think it's a smart move actually that's fair that's completely fair um i still wanted them to kiss i'm dirty they didn't (laughs) that is actually a criticism that i've seen fairly in fact probably the the biggest criticism i've seen of, of the film and it's it's from both ways. I've seen a lot of people, you know, coming out saying, why not? <laughs> um, and then a lot of people saying, oh, you know, they're, they're kids. And it's like, well, yeah, I don't know. I never tire of the the line that is, if, you know, if it's not exactly, it's a, a variation on having gay culture or homosexuality rammed down people's throats. And it's like, well- did we grow up having heterosexuality rammed oh, down our throats? Yeah, exactly. Like, is that how is that how you view it, or is it just a story? Yeah. Well, no, because that's normal. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> yes. That's- the notion and like people this this um this pretension that it's about like protecting kids or oh, something. Yeah, it's like kids could not care less. No, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, you've you've got a you've got a child now. Have you given her the gay talk? Yeah, she said, um, oh, do bad, bad, bad in, in response. But I felt that she got the gist of it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know why? Because you don't even really need to have the talk. It's it's not a big deal to kids. <laughs> Let's not forget that Ariel, the little mermaid, is what, like 14 or something when she, yeah. you know. We're okay with, with someone being a child bride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we can have a couple of dudes kiss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, maybe we should get into the film proper then. So, yeah, you went in with no expectations. You wouldn't have even watched it if it if it weren't for this episode. Did you did you end up having a good time? Did you enjoy yourself? I thought it was okay. Um as we've said previously, Pixar is probably the most consistently excellent studio certainly in Western cinema. Yeah. Um, their, you know, their ceiling is incredibly high and generally so is the floor. Yeah. You just don't expect Pixar films to go beneath a certain level. And by no means do I think this is a bad film. Do I think it's anywhere near the peak of Pixar? No, I don't. I actually found myself surprised by how much I enjoyed this film. I think- um I think it's a really well put together film and what gets me about it is that it's it's different and interesting. You know, even even if you look at the Pixar style, this doesn't look like a Pixar film. They've gone with a very very different design here. The character design is completely different. You're looking it's much more cartoony than you expect from Pixar cartoons. And I don't know, I just think that there's a lot of things about it that really quite drew me in and I ended up having a really good time. I would say not a lot of trust in the audience to realise that it's a film set in Italy. Like, opening credits, it's like Pixar presenter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this film, it's like, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's like, anyone that doesn't get it is four years old and doesn't care. <laughs> the rest of us, like, we get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> either do the- either, like, just go full- just go all in. Make this Italian language. Or- <laughs> Or at least give us accents. 
You know why couldn't a Luca talk like this? <laughs> it's me, a sea monster. Yeah, that's that's not insulting to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was pretty into the un- underwater stuff. Yeah, I d- I don't know if it's just like a like I I was of a crop of kids that was like bang on the right age for the Little Mermaid, basically. Um, so I don't know if it's just like some childhood bingo going off in my head or something, but. When we're under the water, I- I'm with Sebastian. It's the place to be. <laughs> yeah, there's actually um, surprisingly little underwaterness in the yeah. film. For a film about sea monsters, um, mainly set on land, you're, you're probably looking at about 10 minutes of total underwater footage the whole film. Cool design, the kind of is that scales or is it their hair kind of thing Yeah, yeah. going on. Um, I quite dug that kind of variation on just it's- People, but with a tail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not they're not super sea monstery, are they? They're very. Um, it's basically it's a it's like come on, it's a mermaid with like an extra fin. Basically, yeah. Well, and and green skin. Oh yeah, true that. Yeah, true that. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I mean, would you buff a green skinned mermaid? Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't a non green skinned mermaid. So again, it's a no. Oh, come off it. You're telling me if Ariel was in your I'm, bathtub right now. I'm not Arpats in the lighthouse. I'm not doing it. <laughs> what it's not a, happening. What about a reverse mermaid? Lady Again, on bottom, fish on top. It's a hard no. <laughs> um, Where do you draw the line, though? Okay, let's let's just- What about a centaur? Humans, mate. What, Humans about, a, what about a centaur? No, absolutely not. But under no circumstances. <laughs> but they have human brains. It's not It's not like it's bestiality. Isn't it? Oh, geez. Now you're getting into real philosophical debate territory. No, I'm not. I'm just saying that I draw the line at human. There's <laughs> very little philosophical about it. It's just like, are you a twisted f- <laughs> No. <laughs> okay, but speaking of, speaking of the sea monsters slash not quite mermaids- the first time that we, the audience, and also Luca, meet Alberto, he's down there in an old-timey scuba suit. Yeah, yeah. Why? Is there any other explanation other than the bit of tension we get of like, oh, he's been sprung by a human? No, my belief, and I think that I'm probably just picking up this from later in the film when Luca uses the suit in the race, is that- the scuba suit gives him time to dry off and turn back into human when he gets back onto land so that he doesn't get spied. He doesn't come back onto land in the town. He's just at his little hideout. On his island, yeah. This this movie for kids has just not thought this through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Bad work, Pixar. Yeah. Get your, your shit game. together. <laughs> Make him kiss already. <laughs> I, I really like the scenes on the hideout before they get to the town. I think that's some of the most fun stuff in the movie. I, I love them trying to build the Vespa. It takes a very, very long time in this movie to get to the actual story. Yeah, it does. Which is something something I really appreciate. You know, you're like 30, 35 minutes in before there's really a story set up, before there's conflict with his parents, before they go to the town and try hide, when they're really just hanging out being friends. Like, it's- I just think that's so rare these days to really just take the time in a story like that to just chill out and do nothing and let the characters 
sit. And I really enjoyed that stuff. Have you ever ridden a Vespa? I have not. They are a lot of fun. They're very cool. Yeah? Yeah. Do Vespas just have like a a gear? You just like, and it's just like, that's it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, effectively, that's the difference between a scooter and a motorbike is a scooter is automatic. So, um- Not the only difference, is it? Well, well, it's the big difference. Motorbikes have a clutch. Scooters don't, which is why you can just sit your little feet up and and do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Just look cool. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, How'd you feel about uh, Borat? Borat? Yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen in this film basically being- I mean, not exactly Borat, but the moment when I was when we were like, "Is that Sasha Baron Cohen?" Sasha Baron is, Cohen is in this movie. Is because he says a line where it's like, "Oh, that was Borat." Who was Sasha Baron Cohen in the movie? <laughs> the weird uncle. Was he? There's a point where he basically says, "Very nice." <laughs> <laughs> I did not pick that up. Wow, he's um, not in the cast list. <laughs> He actually, that character actually really made me laugh when he's going on about how just chunks of whale just float into your mouth. That was actually really funny stuff. That had to just be improv, right? They just- I suspect so. Gold, yeah. Yep. (laughs) That that was very funny. (laughs) Let me me tell you the thing I like most about the film. And I do, like, I do genuinely think this is a, if I'm any judge of things, which I'm not because I know nothing about animation, but if I can pretend to be a judge of these things- This movie's use of the quote-unquote sun in an animated film is, I don't know if it's unrivaled, but I can't think of another animated film where the sun is used, you know, again, quote-unquote sun, is used not just as an excuse for light in a daylight scene and actually really specifically used as the rays of the sun. Yeah. And one of the things where you could most be like, oh, yeah, this thing really does seem to be vibing on Call Me By Your Name, which is a film where the time of year when it is set kind of seeps into the story so much through the look of the film. Yeah. And I think it's exactly the same here. Like the way that the way that sunlight like comes, it comes slanting into rooms or it's going through water or the way it hits the town. Yeah. Um, is just again, like maybe I'm having a short memory about animation here, but it was something that really stuck out to me as being hugely impressive. I agree. I think that's gotten a lot bigger lately. And to me, I think that's where the big difference with Pixar is. Because as we said, this is a much more cartoony style. You know, this is you could easily mistake this for a film by any other animation studio if you're just looking at it. But to me, that's where the difference is that the Pixar artists are real artists. They're not slapping together a movie to put out on VOD for, you know, kids to just chuck on in the background. It's This isn't- I, I don't know if, you, if your kid is old enough for YouTube yet, but when you- there are just- hours and hours of content on YouTube where someone has thrown together 3D animated videos of nursery rhymes and stuff and they just play on like four hour loops. (laughs) And there are so many animation studios that basically treat their content like that. But with here, you can see the homages to other film styles, to other filmmakers. You You can see the inspiration being taken from real landscapes, even though it's in this very broad visual style. 
you can feel all that. Um, you know, you know when, when they decided they were making this, they sent the entire animation team to, to the Italian seaside for research. What an absolute killer job. What, what a that is outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Was that while Italy was the epicenter of the <laughs> pandemic or was it before that? Before that. Because <laughs> if it wasn't, it was actually a real dick move. <laughs> but, yeah, having that reference, I think, actually does make- a real difference. And it seeps into, as you say, just that the film in general has that feel about it. It, it. You know, the setting and the time of year and everything is- It gives you a feeling in this film. Tell you what's unrealistic. Main character is just sick for school. In fact, two of the three main characters- True. Just love school. <laughs> Who are these people? Homeschooled kids. <laughs> just like, honestly, homeschooled kids would be- gagging to go to real school. <laughs> I'm sorry if there's any parents out there that are homeschooling your kids. I'm sure your kids love it, but they don't. <laughs> they really don't. <laughs> well, it's better than other kids, isn't it? Like, kids are the worst. Kids are the worst. That's true. But homeschool kids don't know that. <laughs> well, yeah, but isn't that the point? That they're being protected from other kids? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do you mean? What are they going to tease me about? Doesn't matter. <laughs> They'll find something. Everything. 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 Kids are so dumb, too. Like, I think back to, you know, like, like nicknames that kids had at school. You know, just because my last name started with a D, kids would call me dog food. It's like, come on, mate. You can do better than that. Some real cerebral stuff going on there. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what, did, what did you get made fun of for? My bowl cut. Well, yeah. I just knew. I was ahead of my time. I knew that Charlize Theron in F9 was coming. Yes. <laughs> yes. Of course, Pixar are great at tying all their films together into this Pixar universe. Um, I didn't know. I didn't notice this at all. Um, I, I mean, why would I have when I was watching Soul last year? But there is a, apparently there's a poster, like a, a tourism poster for Porto Rosso in Seoul. Yeah, right. I love that they do this shit. Yeah. Like, I don't care that I don't notice. I just love that they do it. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. Have you have you gone down the rabbit hole of the big ridiculous fan theory about how all these movies tie together? Um, at least one of them, yeah. I know it has to do with, like, the doors from Monsters, Inc. Or I, I, I forget. Because, <laughs> I mean, all the stuff with Toy Story is great fun when people twigged to, wait, that person had the doll and they had the hat. And this and that. That was excellent when people were like, oh, wow. I'm sure there's there's got to be some excellent websites there with some very light Googling. Yeah, there must tying be. Tying them all together. Who? What, what slapped harder, the Quentin Tarantino cinematic universe or the Pixar cinematic universe? Oh, Pixar made. I think Easily. it probably is unrivaled. Lots less feet. <laughs> Far fewer feet. Um, I mean, obviously not as good as the DCEU, but- well. Nothing is. <laughs> Unfair to compare anything to Suicide Squad. Uh, have you seen the trailer for the new Suicide Squad? I haven't yet. I've se- I think I saw the f- like a teaser. Yeah, I don't know if I saw the main trailer. How are you feeling about that? It's pretty close, isn't it? Uh, I believe so. I-, I mean, it can't be in the next couple of months because we've just in our schedule and I don't remember seeing yeah. it there. But I think it's it's certainly in the next four or five months. Yeah, look, I'm feeling that it will definitely not be the worst film with Suicide Squad in the title because, (laughs) I mean, it couldn't be. It just couldn't be. (laughs) 
you could accidentally make a better film than Suicide <laughs> Squad. So there's that. <laughs> you know what's really tough? Riding uphill. Yeah. I don't know if kids are walking out of this movie thinking that I can get really good at riding uphill in a week. You can't. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really hard. When was the last time you rode a bike? I've never so really thought of you as a bike rider. <laughs> yeah. I never made the, like, you have to pick. Are you going to do mountain biking or road biking? I, I I never picked. I just moved on. Yeah, that's where it all gets beer. a bit confusing for me. Yeah, so I had my electric bike, which I loved. And the cool thing about that was you can turn the motor off and just ride it like a regular bike. Like, you wouldn't, but you, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> that I could ride uphill. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I've had one go on an electric bike for about 200 metres because we were, we were filming a commercial for this bike place and they just needed to get this electric bike from point A to point B and- the, like the store owner was like, "Oh, do you mind just taking it over there?" I was like, "Okay, man, you feel like Superman on that thing. It's insane, isn't it? It's incredible because you do have to actually pedal. I don't know if most people know that. Barely. Like, well, well, yeah, but pedaling is what makes the motor go. It's not like it's a throttle, but yeah. So you just have to like spin your legs, and it fucking goes. <laughs> like- it's amazing, but that's not what Luca had. No. No, it's not. I saw what Luca had. It yeah. was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Quick question, and maybe I just missed it. Does it say anywhere throughout the film what era this film is set in? You know what? That did actually occur to me during the movie because um, it doesn't seem ultra modern, but then you're like, well, is that just because it's this tiny little town? Yeah. And they care not for iPads. Yeah. It seems to have this real sense of nostalgia to it, which I think is a a smart move because this film will never date. Like, it will just always be what it is. You know, when a film doesn't have that kind of technology in it, it's just easy. You know what else didn't date? Luca and Alberto. Bullshit. (laughs) Thought you were going to say you with your bowl cut. (laughs) (laughs) Also a fact. (laughs) Uh, When Julia came into it, were you a little bit- Oh, come on. Don't do this. Hey, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I didn't feel like I needed another kid. Well, I mean, you hate kids, so- Hate them. <laughs> I thought it was funny when Luca's mum pushed them all in a fountain. Actually, yeah, that was pretty funny. I couldn't help but laughing at that little kid with the ice cream. <laughs> all right. So, how are you scoring this then? Um, I'm neither particularly for or against Luca- I could take it or leave it. If I was a kid, I'd probably really like it. Um, I'm not. I'm a grown-ass man. Uh, five out of ten. Five, yeah, right. I, I feel like I haven't done a decent enough job of talking this film up because I really dug it. I'm an eight. And I think part of it is I did not make the connection that this was Pixar, actually. Because it dropped straight on Disney+, Plus. I assumed it was a straight Disney film. And thinking of the last few Disney films, I did did, I don't rate Moana. I didn't care for that at all. Um, I think a lot of them I just haven't really liked that much. And this I was really pleasantly surprised by. So, yeah, eight out of ten over here. Nice. All righty. What are we getting to next week, buddy? Uh, next week we are back into rewind mode, my friend. Uh, we haven't done one since uh, you nominated Parenthood. Yeah. So, we're going to watch a favourite of mine and film bros everywhere, uh, Michael Mann's film, Heat. 
Yes, which is shocking that I haven't seen. I did try to watch it about a year ago on your recommendation at about 10 minutes in. I was like, I'm a bit sleepy for this. <laughs> and not the film's fault. I'm just a very sleepy man. So <laughs> I, am, I am looking forward to checking it out proper. All right. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing, and we'll catch you next week. Watch a movie, folks. Watch a movie, folks.